Gathering Network Covenant Partners, John Shirley here. Glad to have you listening today. I hope this finds you well. Hey, we are uh, starting a, a new summer series here at the Gathering Network called Gospel Fluency. Gospel Fluency, to me, means uh, the ability to translate who Jesus is, what He's done for you, and what faith in Him might mean to somebody else, and to do all of that in a way that seems easy and true to who you are. You know, this series is going to be a lot less about strategy and more about you getting in touch with your personal experience with Jesus' good news, His Lordship, and being less anxious believing in Him publicly. So it's, it's going to be a fun series, and, and I don't know anybody else that speaks to the issue of gospel fluency any better than my friend Carl Madeiras. Carl is an author. He's, wrote, he's written a book that uh, has been really influential to a lot of us called Speaking of Jesus. His latest book is called 42 Seconds. It's a fantastic little help on just how to, how to be a Jesus follower and how to talk about him in ways that are really practical and um, really easy and, and true to who you are. So I would, I would suggest that. But this was recorded a couple of years ago at a retreat that I go to every year with Carl, and he was kind enough to just spend a couple of minutes with me telling me his thought processes around uh, just, just talking about Jesus. And the thing that I love about Carl, and maybe one of the things that's a little bit even shocking in its simplicity is that he pretty much keeps things exclusively about Jesus, like exclusively. Carl is not interested in the slightest about defending Christianity, evangelicalism, any other political ideology. For him, he only wants to talk about Jesus and the kingdom. And he offers some pretty uh, Jedi-like ways to do that in telling us a story on uh, sharing Jesus with his neighbors, actually, here in America. He spends a great deal of time sharing Jesus with diplomats and um, Middle Eastern leaders. Um, But this particular story that he's going to tell us today is one that's just simply about him talking about Jesus with his neighbors in a cul-de-sac in Highlands Ranch, uh, Denver, Colorado. So uh, pretty relevant to us. Uh, He's a great friend to the Gathering Network and a great friend to me. Uh, Really excited about this series and glad that you guys are are on the way with us. So, hey, without further ado, let me introduce to you Mr. Carl Medeiros. Enjoy, everybody. All right, so thanks for sitting down with me, man. This is this is fantastic it. to to be with you. We're in Colorado at this annual retreat that we do, and uh, that you lead worship for, hey, by the way. And I love awesomely. Doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So I was telling you this morning after one of our sessions that knowing you has changed my life. Well, you um, know, me and Jesus. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was introduced to you by Floyd McClung, who is a hero of mine and a hero yes, of yours. Absolutely. Um, and we were doing an event with him, and we started to try to schedule him for a future event, and he was moving to South Africa and couldn't you know, do that. So he said, mm. knowing you and knowing what's in you and knowing what you're about, I think you need to meet my friend Carl Madeiras. I forgot about that. I forgot how that happened, actually. Yeah. 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 So I Googled you, 
and uh, <laughs> you started to tell all these amazing stories about sharing Jesus with like Hezbollah and all these guys. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is my such a dream come true. This guy is so <laughs> so radical with this stuff, but in the most you know whimsical way. And so I devoured all of the sermons, and uh, I. I, I realized that you were naming something in my life. You were helping me name something that was going on in my life, and that was this, that I had uh, a secret love affair with Jesus going on, that mm. whenever I was inside a place, if, whenever I was in a safe place with you know, people who knew him, people who loved him, I was very, obviously, I mean, my whole life was about being very open and, you know, forward about my love for Jesus until I left the church. And then it was like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to communicate who Jesus means to me out in the wild, you know, with like really normal people. Yeah. So your sermons, uh, your stories. Sermons. I haven't heard them called sermons in a long time. (laughs) It makes me sound very, yeah, (laughs) come on, don't call them sermons. (laughs) That makes me sound like a reverend or something. (laughs) Man, you started to help me regain confidence because of these these three things. You're an amazing storyteller, um, and that was just a compelling thing. We're going to even get to feel that for me today. But you also modeled a way of, uh, I don't want to say evangelism, right? But talking about Jesus with people in ways that were whimsical, always self-deprecating, usually hilarious. And I thought, man, if I follow this guy and if I just do what he does, my lives, my two lives, my inside the church <laughs> life and my outside the church life will sync up. And uh, I could learn how to be one person who loves Jesus and who talks about him with people out in the real world. And that's exactly what happened. So that's awesome. That, that's awesome. Yeah. I love how you said that. Thank yeah, you. Thanks for that. All right, man. So you, you know, as I've said, you're you're actually an expert in talking with people about Jesus in non-weird or even non-religious ways. Why did you learn how to do that? Like, not where or how, but but why? Like, what was what drove that? <laughs> why actually the uh, the why I learned how to do that is the easiest question to ask because the other ways are stupid. You know, the other ways I grew up with don't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, so they were they're regimented. They were. Uh, uh, a set of laws, a set of principles. There were diagrams. There were uh, two questions with four answers and eighteen scriptures that led that finalized in saying the sinner's prayer. Mm-hmm. And uh, other than the fact that none of that's in the Bible, and you don't ever see Jesus doing anything like that. So, True. other than that, little detail. It yeah, doesn't, and if you need doesn't just, work. Yeah, if, if any of our listeners need to just pause and catch up with that idea, you can. <laughs> yeah, put, yeah, you actually hit the pause button real quick and say, wait, did he actually just say that Jesus never did that? Jesus never did what we always do. And I find when, I, when I'm when i always doing what he never did, I should stop doing that. Right. Like I should stop doing what Jesus never did, which was all my methods of evangelism. Right. I mean, I, everything I learned, evangelism explosion, the four spiritual laws, uh, you know, otherwise, good, great stuff that we're using Bible verses, but packaging them in like a Billy Graham 30-minute presentation sort of way. And and I think that didn't work for me, one, just make it personal. For me personally, mm-hmm. that wasn't working. It didn't seem to be working in our culture that well. And then I think in, in a more postmodern, uh, secular culture, wh- whatever you call the culture that we actually live in, I don't think we even need to name it, but the mm-hmm. culture that we actually have, that kind of presentation evangelism doesn't work. 
And then you look back at the life of Jesus and you say, oh, look at that. He didn't do that either. Isn't that, isn't that funny? He didn't do the same thing twice. He only told one person, you must be born again. That was Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. But he did say it once, so I think it's fair to say, but he only did it once. Mm-hmm. And the other people he said, go and sell you have and give it to the poor. That's a method of evangelism I've never used. I've never walked up to some guy who doesn't know Jesus yet and say, hey, what you need to do is sell everything you have, give it to the poor, and then follow Jesus. I've never done that. Right. But Jesus did that. So I don't know why I don't do that. So I was just realizing that I look at the actual life of Jesus and then look at my actual life and the two don't match. By the way, they don't match really on almost anything. But as far as sharing Jesus, I don't share Jesus the the way Jesus shared Jesus, yeah. the way he shared the kingdom of God of which he is the king. And so I just started to reorient. This. So that's the why. The why was what I was doing wasn't working, and it forced me to relook at the gospels and the life of Jesus. And then I've tried to remodel, kind of model my presentation of Jesus after Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, and, and you do it. I mean, you do it so beautifully, naturally, actually. I don't even think you're really thinking about it. I'm not thinking about anything, actually. Yeah. And like, he, even and right, like right now, I'm right. not thinking about anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> Except you're really kind of goofy with those rabbit ears on your head. Yeah, I, I'm thinking my, about. I do, I do I'm thinking about that. That's only I'm thinking a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I want to ask you how you do it, but I want to ask you this way. So tell me a story, and I know you have a thousand, but but tell me just one story, maybe even something that's happened recently, where talking about Jesus with someone didn't go miserably. Didn't go miserably. I mean, that's a funny way to say that, by the way. Can't you, shouldn't you say it positive? Like, it went well? Can we say it that way? Like, Yeah, time, sure, we can. Actually, but I think I'm trying to be in touch with the, the fear that we all feel, yeah, which is like, if I start to do this, it goes miserably. It's, this is going to hurt so No, bad. it almost always, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Well, I, I think ev- like, if you want to make sure nobody shows up to a church function, say that we're meeting to go out and do evangelism, right? right? And everybody all of a sudden has to get a haircut and watch their favorite football team play and, you know, whatever. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, so, our, you know, again, if we're honest, our experience, our personal experiences with doing evangelism to somebody. Right. And by the way, have you ever liked to be? Have you ever, ever liked it when somebody's done evangelism to you? Like yeah. when you've been evangelized by a Mormon, a Jehovah Witness, a Mooney, a Baha'i. Who were the guys, the bald head guys from the airports? Were they? Are um, they the, Moonies the, or Baha'i or no, Hare Krishna? Hare Krishna guys. Hare Krishna guys. Yeah. I love those guys. I miss guys those guys. I was like the only guy that ever talked to them. They're in Kansas City. Yeah. Are they, are they still they are. there? Yeah. Are they, oh, those on, guys are awesome. They're on the plaza in Kansas oh, City. Oh my goodness. All I love those guys. But but uh, do you ever, after talking to them, do you ever think, wow, I think they really care for me? Hmm. Like that, I could tell that those two guys in white shirts and a tie and the bicycles really cared about me. Mm-hmm. No. You feel like you've been done, like you you've been like, had. You feel like they're you're you're just kind of a means to an end to them. They're totally, out, they're they're trying to work a project that they're yeah. on, and they're and you think people don't feel like that when we do that to them? Of right. course they do. Right, of course. So anyway, uh, gosh, a story, uh, a story that didn't go that didn't go horribly miserably. Is that what you said? Um, you know, it's funny. It's funny you said because I sometimes people say, "So what do you do, Carl?" And I say, "I'm on a lifelong journey mm-hmm. to find somebody who doesn't like Jesus." Oh, yeah, right. And it's not going very well. Right. And then they kind of go, wait, there's like thir- 13 negatives in that sense. Like, what, wait, what did you just say? Again, I'm on a, a, life, lo- welcome- on a lifelong journey 
a lifelong journey. Traveling the world, actually, because right. we live in Dubai right now. We lived in Beirut for 12 years, so we live internationally. A lifelong journey, traveling the world, trying to find somebody who doesn't like Jesus. Right. Welcome to the brilliance of Carl Madiri. <laughs> and, and that's not going so well, because everybody likes Jesus. Now, they don't yeah. necessarily want to follow him. They don't want to trust in him. They don't want to give their lives to him, but they think he's cool. They right. like him. Right. He's actually quite a likable guy because mm-hmm. he was hard on religious people and he liked sinners. I mean, who doesn't like that right. except the religious people? Anyway, a story. Uh, uh, you know, I think a story that might relate well and might be helpful is just a real natural story. We, when we live in Denver, we actually just sold our house. Um, fourth time, by the way, John, that we've sold our house and all of our stuff. Hmm. We didn't give it to the poor. We just kept the money. Yeah. But, but but we did sell it. We yeah. sold everything we had. Yeah. Fourth Talk time. to Jesus about that. I know that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's okay with it. He must be okay with it. I don't think he'd want me to do that, surely. <laughs> but it's the fourth time that we've sold everything that we had. And the fun thing about that, like doing anything that Jesus tells us to do, is it's so free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, and you kind of go, how did I get the, all this crap? Like, what is this stuff? Right, right. You know, anyway, so we just sold this house. But this house that we had in Denver up until actually last week... Uh, it's on a cul-de-sac, kind of classic suburban Highlands Ranch is the neighborhood, mm-hmm. just south Denver. Um, and uh, you have Golden Retriever. We have a suburban suburban car. You know, I mean, it's classic. Yo, living the dream, the American dream. I'm yeah. serious. We went from downtown Beirut, lived in downtown inner city Beirut 12 years to this house in suburbia on a cul-de-sac. But we thought, gosh, you know, people in Lebanon, the Middle East, Muslims, are so easy to talk to about Jesus. I wonder how that Jesus thing works in like scary white Republican Highlands Ranch, Colorado. Right. And uh, I don't know. Well, let's find out. So we were there for a little, I mean, not very long at all. And Chris and I, my wife's name is Chris, decided to go. We had gotten to know some of the neighbors' first names pretty much. And so we thought, let's just go talk to people and see if they want to do a thing, some kind of a deal. So like we're walking, literally walking across the cul-de-sac to our first neighbor's house, um, uh, Rob and Krista. They were Catholics, and we thought they'd probably be open to this idea that we were kind of formulating as we were walking across the street, literally. Right, totally. Like, okay, so we'll go to the door. So we knocked on the door. They opened the door. Hey, come on in, Carl, Chris, right? Yeah, Carl, Chris, Rob, and Krista. Yeah, Rob and Krista. What's up? They just finished eating dinner. And we go, you know, we're just thinking this cul-de-sac's great. We appreciate you guys have welcomed us, but we'd like to get to know each other, you know, know each other more. And so Chris and I were saying to each other, like, have these conversations you know, in my head that I tell people that I'm having. Like we were just talking to ourselves and each other about, hey, I wonder if we should get to know the neighbors more and do like a Jesus study. And then they go, a what? I said, you like a Jesus study. They go, what's a Jesus study? I said, you know, it's where you study Jesus. They go, didn't you just say the words backwards that you just said? I mean, you can't, if I ask what's a Jesus study, you can't just say it's a study of Jesus. You can't just turn the (laughs) words around. You know, that's, you know, you can't do that. I go, well, that's what it is. They go, well, what is that? I go, they, for the third time, I think they said, what is that? I go, what? I, I don't know. We haven't really done one here before, but I think we just like study the life of Jesus and we all get together and everybody likes Jesus, obviously. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're Catholic. Mm-hmm. I go, yeah, great. See, there you go. <laughs> and then they go, okay. And then I, and we had no plan. That was like the end of our plan. That was the plan. That was the plan. Mm-hmm. And then I, and then I looked at Chris. I said, "What well, would I said? Is this Friday night? Okay, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm talking to my wife in front of them. She's like, sure. So I go, how about you come over Friday night? What time? Seven. Okay, seven o'clock. Let's go over at seven. So you know, and then and then we went to the next door, and we have seven houses on our cul-de-sac. There are five, and then two up on the sides that we went to. So we went to seven houses, and the next house was 
I call them our fake Buddhist. Uh-huh. They're, they're both Americans that were hurt by the church and got angry at Christianity and God and became Buddhist. You know, right. So it's kind of that kind of a Buddhist. And, uh, and really nice people, but really, like not only not Christian, but like angry and really, right. got, and really got hurt. Actually, yeah. it's a bad story. Yeah. So we went to them next and we said, hey, Robin, Krista, and us. We all feel people like this, by the way. Right. Like in our, in our own lives. Sure. It's a legitimate story. That's of, out course, there. Yeah. Yeah, of course. We all know people like that. Uh, probably lots of people, unfortunately. So we went to them and said, you know, Robin, Krista, we brought Robin, Krista in on the team, you know, and us. <laughs> we, are, we are now thinking okay. of doing a Jesus study. Is this, know, this is literally immediately after. Immediately after. No, we went door to door, like uh-huh. little, like Mormons. It's we like a rocky a, situation. A yeah. Like the crowd is growing behind you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, not quite. No, Robin yeah. Christa stayed at their house. So oh, just okay. Chris and I went oh, to the next oh, house. Okay. Yeah, no, they didn't come with us. Okay. But uh, yeah, rocky. And uh, and I said, you know, we're thinking about getting together with people in the cold. Blah, 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 blah. Same, same little spiel. And Chubby thought, you know, maybe we should do like a thing where we study the life of Jesus together. And they both kind of looked at me. And I remember... The one guy, Tim, he folded his arms, kind of leaned back a little bit. He goes, is this a Christian thing? And I said, no. Why would you ask that? And he goes, well, what do you mean? You said Jesus. A Jesus study is a Christian thing. I go, no, I don't, I don't get it. Why would you ask if it's a Christian thing? Mm-hmm. And he goes, hello, Jesus. That's what he said to me. <laughs> I go, exactly. I don't, I don't get it. Jesus is Jewish. So where's the Christian stuff coming? I'm, I'm confused why you're, why, 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 when I said Jesus, you said Christian thing. I don't get it. Uh-huh. And then he goes, I don't, he goes, what? And then I said, what? And then he said, what? And then we did that. Like, and so I see, I find that unless, People are a little bit confused. You can't teach them a new thought. So when we say Jesus, they assume Christian evangelism or the religion of Christianity. But Jesus wasn't even a Christian, and he didn't start a religion. And he did not start Christianity. And actually, I'm not a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus. So I don't know where the word Christian comes in. Actually, honestly, I don't know where the word right. Christian comes in. No, I, I know, and I and I've, I've well, again. So if you are a listener and you need to hit the pause button for the second time, <laughs> or maybe delete at this point, the delete button is like <laughs> this guy's crazy. If you think about that long <laughs> enough, you are with us. And I, and it's it's actually the thing that I know that you contend for, you know, more than any other thing is this yeah. differentiation between what Christianity has become for yeah. this reason, right? And who Jesus is, yeah, right. you know, and that's, that's what right. you're trying to communicate right that's now right. to your neighbors, right? Well, and, and my neighbors, my, my neighbors have also bought the lie too, that Jesus founded a religion called Christianity, which is against a bunch of stuff, and but right. definitely against outsiders and against pagans and against Buddhists, like they are for sure, and against people who are this and people who are that and and for this party and not for that political party, and and so Christianity has become a whole bunch of things that Jesus. It actually didn't say anything about or isn't, and maybe even the opposite of what Jesus is. Right. But even that doesn't matter because he actually literally didn't start a religion called Christianity. So I'm not even really making a critique on culture or what Christianity has become. I'm actually just trying to be very literally biblical. Jesus actually was Jewish. He wasn't a Christian, literally. In any way you want to couch that, he was not a Christian. He was Jewish. Mm -hmm. There were no Christians around. There was no religion called Christianity, and he clearly did not come to start a new religion. He came to take over everything. Our religion, everybody else's religion, he's the king. What religion is that? I don't think it's religion. It's a kingdom. Right. Maybe you could say it's a way, the way of Jesus. It's not Christianity. Right, man. And so when people say now, well, are you talking about Christianity? I go, no. And so I, I, I pushed on that because they pushed back a little bit. Are you sure this isn't a Christian? Not, not at all. And I actually said, if you see any Christian stuff going on, because we're thinking about doing this Friday night at 7 with Rob and Krista and maybe you guys, if you see anything Christian going on, let me know and we'll get rid of it. And he goes, really? Well, okay. 
So then, anyway, we did it with everybody, and every and everybody was a little bit skeptical. Yeah. And wanted to know what one one couple asked was in a Bible study. Uh huh. And I said, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what book we'll use. I was just thinking we'd talk about Jesus, but I'm not sure if we'll we'll use a book or not. And they go, Oh, huh? It's not a Bible study. No, I said Bible studies are fine, but I, no, I don't think this is just a study about Jesus. Like, okay, well, you know, they didn't want to go to a Bible study. Right. Because, again, that sounds like Christianity. Right. Which they probably rejected. So anyway, comes Friday night, 7 o'clock. And, you know, everybody, by the way, had said yes. And, you know, you you assume that that doesn't really happen. They don't all come. They all came. Everybody came. Every single couple, seven couples came, sitting around, uh, drink a little wine. Could be a key to having a good Jesus study is the wine. I I don't know. It's possible. Some cheese, good cheese. Yeah, more, more, Lord. And uh, and then I go, well, let's just sit down and talk. So we all walked over to the living room. We sat down in a big circle, couches, couple bean bags, pillows. And I said, so, you know, I think our original idea was we wanted to get to know you guys more. And we thought what would be a fun thing to do together that would be encouraging and motivating, stimulating, challenging. And we thought of this Jesus study idea. And uh, so what do you all think? And they're like, well, yeah, that's why we're here. So what's the plan? And I said, well, I don't really have a plan, to be honest. And I didn't. I didn't have a like, little Jesus study booklet I'm going to whip out. And uh, so I said, let's just make something up. And I said, first of all, like, who would like to lead it? And then Tim, Tim the, the Buddhist guy, goes, what? He goes, well, obviously, you're the Jesus expert. You would lead it. And I go, the Jesus expert? I said, why would you think I'm a Jesus expert? He goes, well, you know. Are they just all looking at each other just completely yeah. dumbfounded? Are they're they like, like, why are we having this what, conversation? Yeah. What weird vortex are we in right now? <laughs> and, and he's like, you're the Jesus expert. I go, no, I'm not. And he goes, yes. so all, they all start jumping. They're all like, yes, you are, Carl. You're and, and so we're having this really funny backwards conversations where they're all, they're all telling me I'm an expert on Jesus, and I'm telling them, no, I'm not. And the reason why I'm telling them, no, I'm not, well, there's a couple, there's a strategic reason because I don't want to be thought of that way because I think that's not very helpful. But the actual reason is because I'm not. Right. I mean, how much of Jesus do you think you know? Right. The one that holds the whole universe together by his breath. I'm with you. And that right. made you out of dust. And you think you know him? I mean, really? I mean, so maybe I know him point zero 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 one percent but I'm not an expert on Jesus. That's brilliant. And the yeah. older I get, the more I know I don't know hardly anything. Now, the little tiny bit I know, the little piece of speck of dust that I know, the point zero 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 one percent of Jesus that I know has totally changed my life, rocked my world, turned everything upside down. But am I an expert? I mean, think about how arrogant that is to say that we're experts on Jesus mm-hmm. or that we even know Jesus or that we got Jesus. Remember the milk yeah, bumper stickers, got, got milk, no, got Jesus, like as if you got him. <laughs> First right. of all, it's poor English. And secondly, you ain't got him. Yeah. You ain't got Jesus. He might have you, but you don't have him. Mm-hmm. There's no chance you got Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I'm not an expert. So anyway, so we, uh, they, they, they're like, well, maybe you should. And so we're going back and forth. And then somebody says, well, well, what would we use? Will we use a book or a curriculum? And then somebody else said, Sandy, our right next door neighbor, Sandy goes, well, I think we should use the Bible. And then I kind of shrugged my shoulders and everybody goes, well, yeah, isn't that where most of the stuff was on Jesus? I said, yeah, there's lots of stuff about Jesus in the Bible. We could use that if you want to. And then Tim the Buddhist goes, or the Dalai Lama wrote a book on Jesus called Jesus, which is true. And I've actually read that book. It's a nice kind of Buddhist, compassionate version of Jesus, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. 
And then he said that, and I was like, oh, great, you know, because I want to use the Bible, of course, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> but so everybody else goes, no, no, you dummy, we should use the Bible. We're not going to read a book by the Dalai Lama about Jesus. We should read the Bible. So then they all said the Bible. They insisted actually on the Bible. So I said, okay. All right. Whoops. Principle is, if you tell people what to believe, they're less likely to want to believe it. Right. right? right. Rather than, I mean, that's just like education 101. Yeah. But again, so, but this is kind of a part of I think your intuition, your giftedness, your awareness of well, where learning, people are. And learning, learning, frankly, I've trial yeah. and error. I've been doing this for a long time. Also, a and, ton of you know, tension. Like there's a yeah. kind of person that you don't want to be, and so yeah. you're like, well, how can I be faithful to be the kind of person that I do want to be without being the kind of person that I don't want to well be? Well said. Yeah. Which is a tension that I think myself, I think this audience, we probably oh. all are in those tensions right there. And, totally. And we've kind of lost confidence in simply talking about the one that we love because right. we don't want to be a certain kind of person. Right. And we're not even, I don't even sure altogether sure who that person is. Right. But there's... But we know who it is kind of in our head mm-hmm. and we don't want to be that. Even if we just feel it. Kind of preachy, hyper-evangelist, hair Manipulative, back. you know, yeah. really radical, yeah. you yeah. know. Maybe a bullhorn. Yeah. So, so I think if you don't want to be that person, then you have to be able, you have to be willing to go a little bit here where I'm going with, 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 to allow the tension to allow Tim the Buddhist to say, "Hey, the Dalai Lama has a book on Jesus." Like when I say when I say that part of the story, people freak out. They go, "Oh my goodness, see Carl, if you open it up like that, you're going to end up reading the Dalai Lama." Or when I say to Muslims, "Do you want to study Jesus?" They go, "Yeah." Jesus is in the Quran. Let's study the Quran. Yeah, right. And then my Christian friends go, "See, you big dummy, you asked him." you know, the question openly, mm-hmm. and they picked the wrong book. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. What do you mean? The wrong book. So I actually think that any discussion about Jesus is good. Yeah. I think there's better than. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I want I want me and us to be in the Bible. But the Quran is actually not bad. The right. book by Dalai Lama is actually not bad. Let's, I don't mind starting there if it can leapfrog us kind of to the Bible. Yeah, we've lost... Uh, uh, an art of spiritual conversation. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So anyway, this is the funny part. So the, the story ends with this. So we're going back and forth about book, and then Sandy, the next door neighbor, and her husband, Ed, uh, Sandy, who's a retired school teacher, stands up, and she clasps her hands together. I don't know if you can imagine like a school teacher, a school marm, you know, hand clasping, and she puts her hands up just below her chin, and she kind of shakes them, and she says, I have an idea. Like she's talking to kids. She said, she goes, what if each week we come together? And I'm thinking, each week? I didn't say anything about each week. I'm busy. You know, I'm I'm traveling around the world speaking about this. I can't be here every week. She goes, each week we come together and we retell a story that we've heard or know about Jesus. Maybe you went to Sunday school once or, you know, most of the, had some kind of Catholic or some kind of background and we'll retell a story together, and then we'll do like a, a practicum. That was her idea. And she goes, for instance, like the time when Jesus was caught in adultery with a woman. And then everybody kind of leans forward and said, "Go!" everybody goes, what? And wait, Jesus wasn't caught in adultery with a woman. It was Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, was he caught in adultery? They all come here. I go, mm, no, I don't think he was. No, no, no. He was, it was the woman caught in adultery and Jesus, that's right. And then those, those pharisaicals threw rocks at him. And then <laughs> they start, they start unfolding the yeah. story. I don't say a word. And they basically retell John chapter eight in the funniest, 
I'm serious. If I had videotaped that <laughs> like, like 10 minutes, it would have been the funniest viral church video of all time. And they, they basically got it right. They got the, yeah. uh, the stone-throwing pharisaical. I was going to say, and beautiful, <laughs> funny, and beautiful, too. Like, in, like you're probably sitting there going, this oh, is my happening goodness, in my this, living room. This is amazing. And I'm yeah. not even, I'm just sitting there. And and then they got to the point of where Jesus jumped up. This is how I was told there. He jumped up and he said, no, if you don't have, unless you have no sin, you cannot throw rocks at that lady. And then they all put their rocks down and walked away. And so they basically got like they got it right. And then he turned to the lady and said, Yep, they're all gone. He, like, you know, they just said yeah. it kind of like that. They're yeah, all yeah. gone. And I think they even got these like, where your accusers, they're they're all gone, and neither do I accuse you. I think they almost got it all right, and even to the go and said no more. And then Sandy, I mean, over this over 10 minutes, and it was all it was a collaborative effort. It was hilarious. And then Sandy stands back up again and he go and she said, and then Jesus reaches down and he grabs the lady by her head real gently, and he lifts her up to his eye level. And Jesus looks, I don't know where she got all this, but she, this is what she said. And she looks, uh, he looks her in the eye, and he gave her dignity. Oh, my gosh. And so, she went like this, and she clasped her hands again. And so, that's what we should do this week. We should go find people. <laughs> Isn't this amazing? We should go find people that are hurting and broken, and we should look them in the eye like Jesus did, and give them dignity. And then next week, we'll come back and we'll talk about how that goes. And, and they're, like the room is just silent. And then Rob and Krista, the first couple we talked to, went, we'll do it at our house next week. And I'm actually thinking, oh my goodness, I think next week I'm traveling. I'm not, I'm not even here next week. But I, didn't, I, didn't, I haven't said a thing in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, people did that. I was gone the next week. Chris, my wife, was there. And Rob and Krista hosted They all came Every single neighbor had a story of when they did of when they did what Sandy said Jesus did. Amazing. <laughs> and then it just went on. It went from there. I think we only had it in our house one or two more times. It's gone on since then. Mm-hmm. And it gone on and on and on. And we've actually studied much of the New Testament. We've had neighbors come to to know Jesus. We I mean we've had a kind of miracle on Hawthorne Street. It's mm-hmm. really where, where we live. It's mm-hmm. been unbelievable. And that's all because we just had a little bit of boldness, just enough boldness to go to our neighbors and said, do you want to do a Jesus study? And yeah. then we let the rest go. Right. You could say, let the Holy Spirit lead if you want to make it sound spiritual. Right. Or you could say, I had no plan if you want to actually be honest. Or you could say whatever you want, but that's actually what happened. Yeah. And you guys sold your house. And we just sold it. And you just moved away from that house. We did. And you know what? Actually, last Friday night, our neighbors threw... Boy, I forgot about this. This is what just I was, this this was, was going to ask you about. This last Friday that. night, our neighbors threw a party. And oh my goodness, it was unbelievable. They all came and people came all the way up from the street. The, the house was packed. It was actually the people that live in the house of Robin Kristen now who moved two years after that. And the people that live there now threw the party for us. And they all... They all got together, and one of them, who I didn't think would have done this, read a scripture, and they read the scripture from Joshua, me, as for me and my house, we were so the Lord, and that's Carl and Chris, that's what you guys have done, the way, the way you've raised your children. They went on, and there were hugs and tears, and they gave us gifts, and they said things like, you've changed our lives, and thank you so much, and we can't believe you're moving, and we said, well, follow us, you know, just, you have to go to Dubai now, but, you know, we'd like to have a party in Dubai. We appointed a new person, a poor unsuspected guy named Scott. And like, Scott, you're it, buddy. You're you're in charge now of the Jesus studies. He's like, but I don't know anything about the Bible. I said, I didn't say the Bible. I said, Jesus. 
You just you just do what I've done. He's like, I could never do what. Yes, you can. You can do exactly all I did was call the party. Mm. I didn't do anything actually, and so I think it's going to go on. Yeah, I think it's going to go on. And our neighborhood is is transformed, and the people there are the best neighbors. By the way, mm-hmm. don't just think that we serve them. I actually I think in more ways more ways than we serve them, they served us. Yeah, the best neighbors. They take care, took care of our house when we we're gone. They would mow our lawn for us. It was actually phenomenal. Yeah. Man, thank you so much yeah, thanks, for Tom. who you've been yeah. to me in yeah. my life. And and I'll, I I want to, you know, we we uh we read at the the top of the podcast here uh the back cover of uh speaking of Jesus and there's oh. a line in there that says, you know, Carl would love to give you permission to relax and feast on Jesus, you know. Oh, that's a good line. That's yeah. in my book? Yeah, it is on the is back. Is it really? Here. Yeah, it's on the back. On the here. back of the book. Yeah. Wow, I like that. Yeah, yeah, publisher yeah. must have written that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So. Relax. What is that? Relax and feast on... I'm, I'm serious. I'm not yeah, being funny. Yeah. I actually don't remember that being Relax there. and... Yeah. The, the book says he's oh. giving you a wink. He's kind of giving you a wink and a smile and encouraging you to relax and feast on Jesus. Oh, I like so, that. Yeah. <laughs> so now that that's a surprise to you... <laughs> that is, I'm serious. I don't... That's the back cover I think is written by an editor or publisher. So I actually don't remember that author. That's a really good line. Much better than anything I wrote on the inside. <laughs> Well, could you could you uh, could you give our listeners permission? Yes, know, to relax and feast on Jesus. Yes, <laughs> so, do, do I do that like with uh, like a sign have of a cross wand? Or have like a that? wand for you. Here's here it is. I'm passing it to you. If you could just you know, you know the funny thing is is when you don't relax, it doesn't work. Right. So life is more fun when you're relaxed. It's actually more. This is just more fun. And it works better. Yeah. I, all of it, whatever it is that you're doing, works better when you're chilled, when you're relaxed. Right. And you're relaxed because you go, man, Jesus loves me. Yeah. I mean, he thinks I'm awesome. And he loves the people around me. He thinks they're awesome. And everybody, if they knew Jesus, would think Jesus is awesome. There's nobody when they actually meet the real Jesus. Now, when they meet the phony, uh, corny, American white Republican Jesus from Texas. They don't like that guy. Yeah. Oh, sorry, if you're yeah. from Texas, yeah, but yeah. I'm just a caricature. Yeah. You know, if they yeah. meet the caricature of the Christianized Jesus, they might not like that guy. But if they meet the actual Jesus, they love him. So you can relax. That's the, f- the fun thing is you can relax in Jesus and you can talk about him everywhere you go because he's in you and whatever's in you comes out. Yeah. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth will speak. It's like the law of gravity. Mm-hmm. He's in there. You open your mouth. He does come out. Yeah. So let's just not make it weird. Let's just make it normal because he's, who wouldn't want to follow? And when I find somebody who decides to not follow, like consciously not follow Jesus, which isn't very often, I get so confused by that. Mm -hmm. Why would that? Anyway, I'm going to start preaching again here. So uh, yes, do it. Be free. You guys, whoever's listening to this podcast, be free to be be yourselves. First of all, don't don't try to be John Shirley. Don't try to be Carl Madeira because there's only one John. There's only one Carl. Mm -hmm. And that's enough. Uh, Just be yourself. Uh, chill, relax, be normal. Don't be weird. Don't change your tone of voice when you start talking yeah, about Jesus. Don't right. go into King James English. Yeah. Just be who you are and let him who's in you come out. And right. you'll be surprised what happens when you do that. That's right, man. Dude, this is good. <laughs> You're good. All right, man. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Love you, buddy. All right, man.